Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back. Raps on TV in the house. Back here with some special guests today. It's been a big weekend of boxing. Uh, Another big weekend to look forward to. But I just want to give a shout out to all of our listeners that continue to download the show and share the show. Big yourself up for that. And we hope that you're getting closer to calling in and giving and calling in. So and giving us your your opinions and hopefully we're closer to bringing you the names. They're going to make you take the plunge. Uh, We've got some big guests with with us in the studio today. I'll let them get into that shortly. But we're going to be breaking down the Davis versus Walsh fight. We're also going to be discussing Frank Warren's show, um, which in my opinion was a really good night of boxing. Um, We're also going to be kicking into the Terence Crawford fight. Um, Great performance by him against Diaz. And more boxing, more boxing, all of that, all of that. And now I'm over to you. Yeah, guys, we've been pretty spotty here on Raps on TV. Having some of the biggest names in boxing coming into our show. But tonight is special. What we've got, we've got ex-IBF motorweight champion and current mandatory challenger to Keith one-time firm. His 147-pound belt, Showtime, Sean Porter, along with his father and trainer, Kenny Porter, live in the studio with us as we cover his career and what the plans are for the future. We also got an analysis into the Brook v. Spence fight. I'll be there with three of our lucky ticket winners on Saturday at the fight. And Broner doing time again. Can box him take him seriously? Call the show on 015062434403 to get in touch with the guests. Thank Perfect. you very much, guys, for coming on the show. Are we on now? Yeah, we you're on. on. You're live. Yeah. I'm like, man, y'all brought us all the way in here. Y'all just going to keep talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're live and, and the sure, public is waiting sure to hear from you. Alive. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just... I'm, yeah, I'm waiting, on my, I'm waiting on my chance. Yeah. I'm like, he, he, nice intro. And then I'm like, okay. No right. problem. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, man. It's been a pleasure being here. Uh, you your big ups to your, your country and your city. Thank you, Thank so you very much. much. What do you think of London? It's been beautiful, man. Yeah. It's been beautiful. The weather, everything. Yeah, it's, that's a rare thing for us. I have to say, you're very. I heard, I heard. It's rare, and it feels so good. You oh. go outside without so a shirt on. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. When we get out of here, we'll <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. When you, by the time you yeah. get that up to Sheffield, sense. it'll be raining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sheffield's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Says the guy going there on Saturday. <laughs> but no. Sheffield guys, I'm joking. Yeah. Now you're saying that. But obviously, the two of you were in France as well. How was that trip in in Europe? Little mini breakout to Europe. 
when we first got here, um, and no, I think it happened before we left. My dad started mentioning he wanted to go to Paris, and mm-hmm. he had a little research, knew that we could get a train and everything. So uh, we got here. We pretty much didn't waste no time. We got here. He said, all right, you want to go to Paris on Sunday? I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> let's do and it. I just looked at him. I was like, we probably spent less than 24 hours there. We we got in, saw what we wanted to see, and then we got back over this way. Got, still got some business to take care of over here. So. Yeah. What, what, what would you see out there? What, what would you see in Paris? What'd you visit? Eiffel Tower. Um, the the palace. Yeah, yeah that's nice palace. We saw um, the Queen. She waved at Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time over there. And uh, small world because we knew a, a good friend of mine is a is an actor, and he's now starting to do some. Um, some announcing for tennis and he was over there finishing up a, a reality show that he's doing and all that and and uh his brother had actually just saw on, on um social media that i was in in town and he said he called my dad and asked if we were in paris and uh we we hooked up with them too so oh, nice. that that yeah that was a nice uh nice dinner to eat to end the evening and so in the uh, paris that you know the crazy part though mm-hmm. is uh we're in paris and <laughs> i'm sitting there and uh, really isn't much to watch on TV anyway because most of it was in French and I don't know, look at that. And then, boom, the lights went out and TV went out and everything. I text my dad. I'm like, did uh, everything just go out on YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> and then nothing came back on until about 3 o'clock in the morning. Really and sure. I was doing my best to stay awake because I didn't want to miss the train and all mm-hmm. that. And uh, the lights and everything came back on and and so i plugged my phone in so it wouldn't die on me and woke me up but i uh i didn't know what to think of paris after that yeah. i was like uh what's going on here yeah, yeah, yeah. i said i was sitting i'm like do they care <laughs> do they care that we're in the dark do they yeah. care that they like, you, you should have been sleeping it's still- yeah like <laughs> nobody i hear nobody walking through the halls or anything i'm like and then it just came back on about like three o'clock in the morning yeah french people are generally weird people Cheers, my missus is French, so I'll let her know Uh-oh. that when we get to Uh-oh. the wedding. He said, he said, he said, yeah, he said, cheers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're not coming to the wedding yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to be like, yeah, that was off the list. But no, guys, seriously, on, on a serious note, it's really, we're really pr- proud that you guys could join us today. Um, Raps on TV is something that myself and Am have started probably going on six, seven months now. So to be able to bring Calibre of yourselves oh, wow. into the studio is really, is, is, is a great achievement for us. But then I think it says a lot about yourselves. Um, and going on that, I have to say, um, we saw you obviously on the fight, Davis versus Walsh, and we saw you on Sunday, Mayweather Joshua. And I have to say, it's really pleasing to see two professionals in the boxing game give up their time for fans. So much time. Yeah. Anybody asks you guys to take a picture, you guys take a picture. I see you guys talking and it means a lot. And I think you're going to leave here with a lot more UK fans supporting oh, you guys. So when, you, when you're next fighting, believe me, I'm pretty certain you're going to get that the support. The characteristic that you guys have displayed yeah. is what British fans love. I you learned love a few that, things. You know? I, I learned when, <clears throat> excuse me, when social media started to get really big. <clears throat> They said, um, you got to do social media. I'm like, I don't care for that. I don't care for that. Mostly it was Instagram. You know, I don't care for that. I, I'm not doing it. And they said, well, people want to be able to touch you. They mm. want to be able to know that they can interact with you. Yes. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But it's just really not my thing. But when once I started to do social media and people really start to comment and reach mm. out and like and uh, yada, 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 I really realized that that's really all you want. You see us all the time on TV. Yeah. The opportunity to talk to us, even if it's through messaging, means a lot to you guys. Exactly. And then, and and then for me to fly what forty thousand miles, four hundred thousand miles away, or whatever, and uh, and and I'm here, and and you guys that had no clue that I was coming, mm-hmm. and not only that, 
<clears throat> you don't just get the high and buy from me. It's like, you know, it, it really does open the eyes. And, you know, I guess really uh, that's just how I am. You know, I don't I don't mind uh, shaking hands and, and meeting people for the yeah. first time and, and making people smile. You yeah. know, that I kind of live for that. I live to make people feel good. You mm -hmm. know, that's one thing that really keeps me going in boxing is the uh, fact I that I know. Grounded. I, yeah. Something I picked up, actually, because when I was watching the Brawner Porter fight, yeah. the build-up and the documentaries behind it, you know, Brawner mm -hmm. comes across as someone who's very selfish it's all about himself right you come it's a materialistic kind of, kind of cerebral lifestyle. character yeah like Furman yeah Furman's really like very hippified kind of guy yeah. like that you into like yoga and all that stuff I'm yeah like, I'm, not ex I'm not as extreme as Thurman <laughs> but uh, I definitely am in a class of my own you know um, yeah. I was telling somebody you know when, when other athletes I'm not gonna say just boxers but other athletes are at nightclubs or at bars or at the casinos gambling and stuff like that I'm at home with my boys playing dominoes or, or playing playing cards or you know monopoly yeah. or we're doing push-ups at the bowling alley because yeah. you know you didn't get that strike you know what <laughs> i mean so i think this is how i'm gonna always be i think i'm always gonna be quote-unquote normal i'm always gonna be you know that guy that when you see me uh, i'm gonna be smiling and i'm gonna be ready to you know do whatever it is that's gonna make you feel good and and testament to that is the first time we was just saying earlier the first time I say we met you, but we got to take the picture of yourself we yeah. were in Las Vegas. Yeah. And you were just open. You pulled up behind us. And I was like, is that Sean Porter? And yeah. he was like, yo, what's up, my man? I was like, can I take a picture? And you were like, cool. I no love problem. fight week because, fight yeah, week I huge. still I still drive myself everywhere. It makes sense to me, you know. <laughs> yes. I, I like to drive fast, you know. And then when I pull up, it's like, is that Sean Porter getting out yes, the car? Like, you don't, you just don't and never expect it, you never. know. And, and that, that's what I love about my life is that, you know, I, I move freely. And, and along with that, you guys, uh, everyone out there seems to, you know, you, you generally, uh, genuinely appreciate me as a person. Yep. And so nobody is ever trying to get into my space other than to, you know, acknowledge me and, mm -hmm. and, and shake my hand, which is pretty awesome because you do have those other guys out there who, you know, um, I won't say those names, but other athletes who, you know, when people see them, they just don't like them or, or, or whatever, and they will give them the finger or they will, you know, if they're intoxicated, try to approach them. You know, I don't I don't have any of that. So. This is the one reason we, we did the show, Sean, because, you know, you find, you know, we go to a lot of events, you find a lot of boxes. Nah, nah, nah. Y'all saw me at the autograph sign and said, man, he stay here this long. Oh, we're, we'll get him on our show. Y'all yeah. just knew I was coming. Y'all yeah. just knew I he said, oh, he did you this. Score, he coming to the show. You out, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was say the reason why we do this show is one of the reasons is because yeah, of I, that because you know once we go to these events you see you know a fighter is a very special thing and they know that and people know that mm -hmm. and like you said a lot of them can be very closed off mm -hmm. they have a lot of egos they don't give time to the fans and for us it's well hold on the position you are in is because of the fans they're putting the money in you know and the whole point of this show is to give access to the fans and the opportunity, the rare opportunity to pick the phone up and talk to the hero. Hey, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. And and, and that's and that, and as he said, that's our not even just unique selling point. And that's the bridge that we saw with like, you know what, because there are a lot of other boxers that are in a yeah. similar mindset yeah. of yourself that yeah. will give up their time. Yeah. But then the Sky Sports and I don't know what other platforms you guys is ESPN or Spike and they don't give enough, you know, they don't give mm -hmm. the real boxer, the mm -hmm. real personality. Mm -hmm. We're sitting here, yeah. you've got your father by exactly. your side as well. I think that real personality, I don't think the big mainstream channels get to show that. And that's what we're trying to do as well. I, I noticed that, you know, like I said, quote, what, quote unquote being normal, I'm just like everybody else. When I see, you know, my athletes that I really appreciate or my actors or comedians or whatever that I really appreciate, I'm always thinking, I wonder how he is 
just day to day. I wonder how she is, you know, yeah. just day to day. And so it's cool to come on this show right here because we're just speaking as mm-hmm. opposed to you going to another show and it's an interview, five to ten questions, and then, oh, that was good. We'll wrap it up, you know. No. These guys, are you're getting something authentic right now, which exactly. is pretty cool. So. Which is what we're trying to do. So Keep keep rapping it. He raps on TV. Yeah, <laughs> so obviously you've got your father, Ken, here as well. Um, pleasure to have you. Lovely man. Lovely, honestly, man. What, what, what a gentleman, I have to say. Tell us more, tell us more. Man, no. <laughs> he's on my case. Where have you ever seen that coach? That is true. You know, and, and these, these guys are top, top people, man. Yeah, Big people. He's on my case. You for me. You best, you best for me, you know. <laughs> yeah, where was he to say? Lovely guy, but lovely guy. Obviously, um, Ken, just talk to us a little bit about yourself. Um, our listeners would love to know about, obviously, the two of you. But just tell us about yourself, how you got into the sport of boxing. Did you ever box? You know, how you became a coach. Was it the inspiration of Sean? You know, when just tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, short version. Uh, whatever version you like <laughs> the short version yeah. um, I think um, I had never played basketball mm-hmm. I, I played football for a couple of years yeah. and um, but I had never played basketball so I moved to a new neighborhood mm-hmm. and all the kids were going to the uh, police athletic league recreation center so I just met these guys I started playing with them after school and they go to this recreation league I go with them Next thing I know, I'm in a line. Mm. So we're in there, and you know, we're in this line, and everybody's getting a chance to shoot the basketball. Mm. Didn't know much about basketball. I had never played before. You know, I'm only like 10, 11 years old. Okay. And uh, I get up, get my chance to shoot the ball. It don't mm. go in, you know, mm. and then you get back in the line, and everybody gets a chance, <laughs> and then everybody gets a chance to dribble the ball and everything. And then after so long, they ask some of us to step to the side. Mm. Then they asked some of us not only to step to the side, but step outside. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, I went to a basketball tryout. Wow. But I never knew of that. Okay. So I'm and standing when... outside. Yeah. So I'm standing outside now, looking inside at this window. <laughs> and the guys that are down there playing are, you know, the ones who are playing are the guys that made the team. And they're making fun of us. They're laughing mm-hmm. at us. So I got mad and I said, okay, when they come outside, I'm going to beat them up. <laughs> okay. You know, and so I'm standing up there waiting because I'm I, I want to beat somebody up, yeah. and I'm standing up there waiting until they come out. And this older gentleman, older guy, comes up to me. He said, "Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing?" I said, uh, "I'm waiting on them to come out so I can beat them up." Mm-hmm. He said, "You're gonna beat those guys up down there." I said, "Yeah." He said, "They're taller than you." I said, "Don't matter. I beat mm-hmm. up big guys." He said, uh, "You're gonna beat all those guys up." I said, "Yeah." He said, "You don't even know how to fight." I said, I know how to fight. You'll see when they come outside. He mm. said, come on in here. Let me show you something. So I go with him mm. into another room. And that other room was a boxing gym. Mm. And he started teaching me how to box. And was this in Ohio? Yeah. yeah Ohio. That's, yeah. you know, as a kid, that's how I first got into, actually into the gym. Mm. You know, I had seen stuff on TV. Who yeah. hadn't seen it? You know, yeah. you seen Muhammad Ali, that type of thing. That's how I got into the gym. I got cut from the basketball team, and the older guy says, hey, come on in here, and let me show you what you need to know. Mm-hmm. And I started off with him, and then it just progressed from there. I played all the other sports as well, you know, and I actually did improve with basketball and actually made the little YMCA team, that type mm-hmm. of thing, through hard work, just got myself a ball and practice every day myself. But that's the short version. That's how I got into it, by getting cut from one sport, Gave me the chance to play another sport. And uh, I competed in the amateurs for a few years as a little guy. 
and then I went away and played ball and mm -hmm. football and you know did all that kind of stuff and I came back to it after high school and I was boxing and everything and then when Sean was about four years old um, mm -hmm. that summer uh, I, I, I took him to the gym with his brothers and he was four years old and uh, I started training him at mm -hmm. four and from that point with him although I was training other guys and older guys at the time as well um, I was still competing mm -hmm. but with him it just it just showed that you know out of everybody that I came across and everybody I work with that he had something different mm -hmm. you know he he listened and he worked hard and he had ability so moving forward I trained a lot of guys a lot of guys won national tournaments my other son won about six or seven nationals um, actually, I had him, my son Kenny, and another young man that I uh, trained all won the nationals. All three of them won the nationals yeah. on the same day. Wow. Twice that year. They wow. pulled, yeah, they pulled it off the same, you know. So I had three national champions in one tournament, and then a few months later. Well, you recognized for that. Yeah, I know it was well, amateurs, I mean, but you, 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 know, get, you, just, you got recognition. You know, but but you, do, you just kind of take it and you keep, keep going. So uh, for me, um, Knowing that my son was probably going to get to these different levels, mm -hmm. an older coach, an older mentor said, hey, you know, you need to raise up your levels. So mm -hmm. uh, in USA Boxing, we had different levels, level one, two, three, mm -hmm. and four, international coaches yeah. and Olympic coaches. So I put my time in and, you know, I would get on the, uh, you know, get on the flights and go down to Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs and mm -hmm. stay there for weeks at a time take those tests, pass those tests, take those courses and things like that. Got myself up to those levels so that I could travel hmm. and be with him and other fighters. So that's how I was able to, you know, meet the Anthony Joshua's at the World Championships and mm -hmm. sit there and, 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 and talk with him yeah. when he was a young fighter in 2011. Wow. You know, that's how I was able to have the Charlo brothers at Northern Michigan University when they were 14 years old, wow. you know. That's how I was able to, you know, have uh, in my work ethic, you know, have five guys at the Olympic trials in 2008. Mm -hmm. Three guys made the team. One was the outstanding boxer of the team. And then I came back in 12 and was the technical coach for the 2012 Olympic team. Yeah. Wow. And, I, you know, that's how I get to work wow. with Errol Spence and travel with him. Four year at the Olympic Training Center, I was his head coach going to Russia. Yep. and also to the Ukraine. I was going to say, did you come so, to, the, to London for 2020? No, I, I didn't. Because what happened, <laughs> no, no, I didn't. What happened was uh, a few months before the games, um, they they cut loose our head coach. Oh. And uh, if it's, it's always been a politically um, charged situation. Mm. So um, most of the time, it's like politics in a Republican and Democrat when mm. when the Republicans out all of them have well, to go yeah. and they bring in the Democrats or when it's Democrats and they're out all of them have to go mm. so um, when they cut my guy loose uh, the only person who had the credentials to be there and be with the team and who had been there for that period of time that year was me mm. but the opportunity came for Sean to fight the co-main event on HBO for a title yep. and the choice was do I stick with these guys mm. or do I go with Sean mm. 
And since they had released head coach, I knew that there was no loyalty there. Yeah. So I went with Sean. Mm -hmm. um, Obviously we, the opportunity we, as well. Yeah, yeah. We see where we're at now. He actually won that fight. And mm -hmm. uh, I think he got fighter of the year, fighter of the year for that particular um, uh, sanctioning body. Mm -hmm. And uh, Was that Alfonso Gomez? That was Gomez. Showtime. It was Showtime? Yeah, not HBO. Okay, well, Showtime, Showtime, uh, the co-main event on Robert Guerrero was the main event. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, right, Guerrero was the main event. Sean was the co-main event. And they sent that team to um, to London with no experienced coaches. Mm, interesting. And they got over here, and the coach that they picked to take over the team, his credentials got shut down after he got here. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't allowed to walk to the ring with the team. Oh, wow. Wow. They found that out like maybe a week of the fights of the, uh, of the uh, Olympics. So who was in the corner? That His inexperienced assistant had to take the corner and that head coach from his hotel room on a cell phone was talking to a coach in the corner. So Errol Spence and the rest of those guys were really at a deficit yeah. in what they were dealing with. Me, myself, knowing mm -hmm. that those were all the type of things that would happen mm -hmm. when we got to the to the games, yeah. I chose to walk away from it, and <clears> it was the right thing to do. Yeah. The rest is history for mm -hmm. him. You know, we went on to win the world championship. Exactly. So, um, well, I can just quickly interject there. I mean, the, US, the U.S. amateur team hasn't yeah. been performing well at the Olympics no. for a long time. Right. You know, Shakur Stevenson, I think, has sort of entered that drag or bronze medal, I think. Mm -hmm. well, why is that, Kenny? It's, such a big it's exactly what I just said. It starts at the top, and the regimes at, at the top, they they're constantly changing. And you know, you go through uh, like uh, eight or nine executive directors in six or seven years. You can't even make it from one quad of Olympic to the next quad of Olympic with the same director. You're changing every year. Well, strategies change. It's changing yeah. every year, and I mean, I mean, I knew going into uh, going into, uh, for example, going into the uh, 2016 games with Shakur and those guys, they weren't getting what they needed as far as experience uh, going to the big international tournaments and things like that, because of the infrastructure and all the infighting that was going on. They weren't making those trips. Uh, this is why um, of Eastern Eastern European countries, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, all these countries that do very well. Yes. Because we have the you know the SWSB championships, lots of amateur fighters going over to different countries. Okay. Yeah, you know, they do well because they start at the top and they keep the same people in position. Yeah. If it's successful, there's no reason to change it. But uh, we we've encountered just so many in, in so many instances where there was yeah. infighting in USA sure. boxing. So. Is it true you were mid midway as an amateur? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I fought at 165 pounds. Wow. Yeah, I played football um, growing up, and uh, I hit the weights a little bit. And uh, I think when I hit the weights, it just it, it packed on some muscle. So right. even though I was uh, short, I was still uh, a little heavier than, than most guys, my, my size, my height, or whatever. Um, and so when I would come out of football season, you know, my dad just looked at it like, you know, I'm not going to make you lose 15, 10, 15 pounds no. to fight amateur no. and, and hold that weight for an entire uh, 
week for a national tournament. You know. Quite interesting question I want to ask about Kell Brook leading up to this. I mean, he fought 160 pounds fighting Golovkin. And mm-hmm. after that, he piled on a lot of weight. I heard he went up to 185 to 190 pounds. Mm-hmm. Now his fight Earl Spencer is coming back to 147. Is that going to affect him, Kenny? That makes it makes a difference in so many ways, and I think it's a negative difference. You know, it's not a good situation to be in. Period. It wouldn't matter if. Okay, let me say this. This is just from my knowledge and my experience. The reason he fought Kell Brook, I mean, the reason Kell Brook fought Golovkin at that weight, it didn't matter if it was Golovkin. He he would have fought anyone at that weight because guess what? Money. He no longer can just make this weight with without trouble. It's very stressful for him to come down to 147, you know. And uh, he just he just had a hard time doing it. So that's why he said, you know what, I'll go in here with these guys. I'm this big anyway. I'm normally walking around a lot heavier than this. I'll go in here with these guys. Then when it didn't work out, he had a choice. Your choice is do you keep fighting these big guys, which you're supposed to be a big guy too. He knows how big he gets between fights. Or do you try to stress yourself and come back down to 147? So he's putting himself in a stressful situation coming back to 147. I'm hearing that that might be, you know, uh, a, a deciding deciding factor in this fight, how he makes the weight this week. Me personally, I don't think it's going to be a problem for him to make the weight, and I don't think, you know, rehydrating and all that is going to be a problem for him either. But have you heard anything over here about him having a dietitian or a nutritionist yeah, or anything yes. like that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, uh, I mean he, when he fought Golovkin, he started going to, for a science program at Sheffield Hallam University. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually he's got been, a team of scientists with him. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. had that for some time now. He's actually okay. been working with a team <laughs> right. of Well, the scientists. reason why I asked yeah. is because when I made the move, like you said, I fought at 165 in the amateurs. My body... Is so much different. Uh, when I turn pro, I turn pro at 154, and then we mm-hmm. we slowly move down to 47. But uh, I have a highlight, and you can tell where I was fighting at 54, and my body was just a lot thicker. And then what three or four years later, I'm fighting at 47, and and everything from the neck down just looks so much uh, thinner and 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 sharper. You know what I mean? So that, that was over a course of time. So. Um, losing a, a lot of them, a, a lot of weight like that mm-hmm. over a long period of time is 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 healthy. It's okay, but to to you know turn around and lose it in you know eight a few weeks. Months, yeah. yeah eight weeks if you don't have like a dietitian or a nutritionist with you mm-hmm. it could be it could be uh, detrimental to yeah. you. So that's why I asked. I don't think it's gonna be a problem. Then on top of that, now finding out that he does have a nutritionist yeah. backing him up yeah. and some science that could help that's as well. What, I mean, well, uh, Sanchez called him that. He's a fighter, so I can stand behind him right now and tell him he Mm -hmm. didn't see himself losing that weight. I watched him lose that weight. Mm. I helped him lose that weight. Mm. And he could go back and look at BoxRec and say, oh, it was only one pound? Mm. And then the next fight was only one pound? And the next fight was only one pound? Mm. He doesn't even know that. You didn't know that, did you? Of course I knew that because I I did it. (laughs) Understand what I'm saying. You didn't see yourself. You don't see, fighters don't see themselves doing that. They don't. Okay, so I, he could be the nutritionist and he could be the scientist. But guess what? When I walk away from you guys tonight, when I lay my head down on that pillow, you don't have anything to do with what I'm pulling from under that bed mm. or what I'm taking out of my bag. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So fighters don't see it mm. and they don't know. It's until dropping off. Until, oh, he got knocked out. Yeah, You didn't see what he was doing the night leading to that or the weeks leading to that you didn't see the things that he was going through yeah. and you we can't see 
the nutritionist and the scientist, although you take, I make him take blood tests and everything, mm-hmm. every fight. Mm. You know, we find out where his different levels are of, of uh, uh, different things. But my point I'm making here is you can't see what's going on with the infrastructure of your body. Mm. You don't know what's going on. You don't know when your body says, you know what, this time I'm not going to do it. I'm rebelling against you. So back muscles tighten up mm. or quad muscles lock up or neck muscle locks up, whatever it might be. And you don't know those things, and Mm. you can't tell those things. For a prime example of that, you look at our last fight. Our last fight that we just had with Berto. It had been some time since we came down to that weight. Mm -hmm. But I try to keep him within 10 to 15 year-round. Most guys don't do that. Mm. I'm sure Kale doesn't. No, he he doesn't, he's doesn't. not staying within 10 to 15. No okay, way. but here's the other thing that he doesn't realize, and he'll, and he'll say he does, but you don't know how now with a loss of weight and having been there in a long time, how these cuts are going to bleed. Not that you're not in shape, not that you're not fast or strong. I thought I was good. I made the weight easily, but now you're leaking. You're not understanding this. Mm. Take the car, put it on the road, but punch a hole in the gas tank and let the gas drip out. Now put your foot on the gas pedal as fast as you can and see how fast you can get this car and how long you can maintain it. Well, he doesn't realize, I'm not just losing energy because I'm fighting. I'm losing energy because I'm bleeding. But he doesn't realize that. Mm. And, of course, he has to block that out in order to win the fight. The other guy, on the other hand, he's saying, oh, this is going to take something out of me. I don't want to fight right now. Mm. You understand what I'm trying to say? So fighters can't see the things that they're doing mm-hmm. as being wrong. As a matter of fact, they block those things out. So as long as I get on the scale and I made the weight, I did it. Look, I made it. Mm. But what did you do along the way to get there? You know what I'm saying? So, so you do believe the weight in yes, terms of the yes, coming going yes, down is going to be it's yes, going to be a disadvantage yes, for Kelvin. It's a disadvantage for anybody, but but not just as we look at it for one fight, as we look at it over his entire career mm. for years that he's been doing, living this type mm. of lifestyle. Like Ricky Hatton. I was, that's what I was just going to say. Ricky Hatton is the lifestyle For years, the, the things example. that he's doing to his body, and his body's up and down, his body's up and down, mm. and then pushing his body through this. And he doesn't know that night when his body just said, you know what, I don't want anything to do with this tonight. Because mm. it didn't just happen in this fight. Yeah. It happened in the other fights. And it happened in fights prior to that. And fights prior to that. And so many years of that build up, Mm-hmm. And you don't know when you put your foot on that gas pedal. Yeah. And no, the I'm car just speaking to the mic when you speak. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have to say, um, one going back, we both just mentioned um, Ricky Hatton. And one of the things that always, I respected him as a fighter, but one of the things that always disappointed me was the way he would yeah. balloon during fights. Yeah. And I always oh. felt, I'm not, I'm not, I've never been a professional fighter, right. but I just felt surely this will be at a disadvantage when you're having to train to lose the weight. And then you're also having to train to fight. Now, there's various techniques. You guys have got your own techniques as well. But if you're focusing on losing weight mm-hmm. at such a large match, that, that can never be good for you. So I, I have to say I'm kind of with you in that I don't know if this is going to help Carl, Carl Brook against Spence, and I think it's going to be a disadvantage. Well, let's take Ricky, for example. Mm. We saw over, you know, where we're from, the United yeah. States, we saw pictures of him blowing up in between fights. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm 100% certain that Ricky always thought to himself, that's okay. Oh, I'll get did. it down. Yeah. I'll always get it down. Yeah. That's all right. I'll stop drinking. I'll always stop drinking. Yeah. That's all right. I'll stop staying up late. I'll always stop staying up late. That's okay. I'll get rest. I always do. That's okay. Uh, I, I, I'll be strong in, in the fight. Yeah. I always am. And then eventually it, it happens. Yeah. And it doesn't happen just from the one fight. Mm. It happens for the accumulation. And the accumulation, and not only the accumulation, but every time you're in that ring, that other man is hitting you. He's taking something from you. Mm, yeah yeah so we do have a couple of calls on the line so we're going to jump into the callers sorry about that obviously we've got two massive guests so we're just interacting um so we're now going to go out to 860 860 the floor is yours hello hello lads it's paul how you doing paul you well <laughs> paul how you doing yeah i'm good right? yeah we're good we're good we're yeah, here yeah, with good. sean and kenny porter a question or statement for the two guests hey Little bit of a statement and then a question for Sean. Yep. Go ahead. Hey, I've followed his career since about ten fighting when he used to be on uh Ellie Secback quite a bit at the wildcard gym. Yeah. Uh always seen like a bit of a sparring and stuff, always liked his style and just followed his career from then on really. But my question is, if you were to pick a welterweight from the past to fight now, who would you pick? Well, Paul, a.k.a. 860, uh, what's up, man? Nice talking to you. Thanks for thanks for following, man. Thanks for, for supporting me and looking out for me. Um, I think I would probably fight my, my, my favorite fighter, uh, Marvin Hagler. Marvin Hagler, to me, was... Uh, His birthday today as well, right? Yeah, uh, it was, what, yesterday? yesterday. Yeah. He, to me, he was the complete fighter, man. And I think, you know, you talk about being able to get in the ring with the... Um, uh, uh, a fighter that you know you look up to and and just really you know challenge yourself and and figure out what you really got. Yeah. Uh, I honestly would prefer to be a, a sparring match as opposed to an actual fight, but uh, I I don't know, man. I think I could I could hang with him. I why, think why I could. Laughing? Why are you laughing? Because he, I mean, that's a great fighter, but he's picking like the toughest dude. Yes, yeah, I know. So <laughs> it, I would rather spar him, but I don't know, man. I couldn't see. I I, I just feel like you know. Looking across from me, I'll be, I will be I will be seeing like you know, a bigger me, you know, a uh, 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 older me, you know. Uh, I've always aspired to be just like uh, Marvin Hagler, so I couldn't see myself wanting to get in the ring with anybody else but him. No, good question. Thanks for that, Paul. Moving on to our. Uh, no Oh, sorry. We add something to that. Yeah, yeah. We Did meet you? we meet Hagler at the at the uh, boxing hall of fame in Nevada a few years ago. And he walks right up to Sean, shocked me, walked up to Sean that he knew who Sean was, and he said, you are my favorite fighter. Wow. wow. That blew what me away. Is, that just blew me That's away. That's a So I'm going to go ahead and tell a story because it's, it's my story. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I, I get choked up every time I tell it, too, so I'll tell In it London, fast. we say you get gassed. Oh, I'm going I'm I'm to tell it fast so I don't <laughs> gas myself up. So, so um. I, I found out that he was the here. He was there, and I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna leave without saying what's up to Marvin Hagler." And I'm not really one to, you know, approach people and and stuff like that. So I was like, nothing was holding me back. So uh, he's taking pictures with with um, with fans and stuff like that. So I'm gonna give them that space, you know. Um, but I found myself literally walking around tables, just following behind him because I didn't want to miss that opportunity to to say hello to him. Also, on top of that, everyone would say, oh, Marvin Hagler standoffish. So I'm like 
walking around him and I got to see him and I got to talk to him because I got something to tell him. But I don't want to get like pushed off like oh, I don't got time because that would have just crushed me. You know? <laughs> so finally, I, I, I cornered him and I and I tapped him on the shoulder and I turned him around, and said, Marvin Hagler, I, I just I needed to, to meet you. He says, oh, hey, how you doing? I said, my name is Sean Porter. I don't know if you if you know who I am. He said, oh, yeah, I've seen you fight. I know who you are. And and uh, and then chest stumped, uh, my heart just starts going. I said, "Well, I just wanted to let you know that you're one of my favorite fighters of all time, and you know I just really am inspired by you, and I I've always tried to fight like you." And he says to me, "Oh yeah, I know all about you. I've read about you. I know that I'm your favorite fighter, and and I, I like you. You're a very good fighter too." So. I'm like, I'm just like, oh, my God. I was like, can, yeah. So before I do that, I'm like, can we take a picture? Yeah. And, and, and we take the picture, right? So um, we see him again like a few months later. And uh, I, I, he walked up to me. And uh, I said, what's up to him? And I said, hey, you know my dad, right? He said, yeah, I know your dad. We see, I seen you on TV. He said, I got to let you know. You're one of my favorite fighters right now. And I like, my body, like my the ghost of me like came out. <laughs> and And like... And my hair stood up, and I'm just like, there's no, there's no way that my favorite fighter, like somebody that who I've always tried to be like, can tell me yeah. that I I am that to them now. Yeah. I was like, and th- right there was when it, when I really realized that after these boxers are done, yeah. they have other, they have to, watch th- they watch fighting, they yeah. have to, you know, they have to pick somebody. And I'm yeah. like, after that, I was like, I got to be everybody's like. I got to be your, your favorite. Especially you know the Four Kings. Yeah. I just finished oh, reading sure. the Four Kings book. For sure. And that's a great a book. For sure. Oh, that's a great story. story. True so story. A true story as well. That's an exclusive. We, we, we heard the porters are in a uh, copper box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got it nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> that's a true and, story. and then the Intercontinental. <laughs> so we're going out to 251. 251. The floor is yours. Hello? Uh, yeah. Uh, from Below the Belt TV. How you doing, D? You all right? Yeah. About good, good, um, good. Question or statement? We've got two great guests here. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like a two-part question, really. Um, Sean, nice, nice to have an opportunity to put a question to you. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you're, you're, from what I've seen, I've been watching boxing for quite a long time, and I, I'd have to say you're the most relentless, um, aggressive boxer I've ever seen, even that last fight that you had with... Um, Oh, with Andre Roberto, you with Andre Roberto, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're just, you're just, you're just a, a very, very tough fight for any boxer. And I'm just wondering, where does that come from? Where do you get the drive to keep going like that? Uh, it comes from a few things. I think you know, uh, the the simple part of it is just this. It's a part of my makeup. It's a part of who I am. Um, from from the competitive spirit that I have to the abilities that God has given me to the knowledge that my dad has given me. Um, you combinate that with the fact that my very first fight, uh, my dad told me to go after the guy in the last round, um, and, and not to stop punching until the lights went off and until they closed the, the, the doors to the show and everybody left and they packed up the, the seats. Um, I was taught at a very young age that, you know, when it's time to go after somebody, you got to go after them and you can't stop. You can't let anything stop you. So even now I, I still, uh, I still from time to time may get in there. I'll see it and I'll go after it. And, you know, I just, I have it in me to, you know, I think pleasing the crowd is easy for me because that's just how I am. That's it's who, who I am. But I think there's there's a deeper desire to to kind of want to, um, you know, uh, conquer your opponent and, and control your opponent. And I think a lot of times 
um, I get caught up like, you know, hey, I got to I got to beat this guy no matter what, you know, um, and, and that's yeah. where it comes from. It just comes from me wanting to be my best and, and do my best. And, you know, on, on top of the fact, most of the guys are are they are uh, intimidated by Sean Porter when they get in the ring. So <laughs> sure. That's not that's not a bad, uh, bad thing, that bad no, part, piece of momentum to yeah to ca- capitalize on. And D, you said you got one more question. Uh- yeah, I was just wondering, um, not to get too into your business, but how are you anywhere near close to um, nope. securing a fight with Furman, the rematch? Oh, <laughs> I thought, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to ask me if I was like near his area or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, we'll, we'll be open right now. Um, right now, we know that uh, at this very moment, we know he just had surgery yeah. about three or four days ago. Yeah. And so now we, yeah. we really have to go to the drawing board now and figure out uh, who we're going to go after next and, and when. But um, you should see me back in the ring sometime in this fall. Oh, okay, look forward to it, man. Thanks. thanks hey, thanks a lot, 561. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, thanks, D. Um, going out to 319. 319, the floor is yours. Hello. Hi, boys. How you doing? How you doing, Omar? You all right? Umar, how you doing? Thank you for calling. Yeah, good fact. No, it's all right. Um, before I ask my questions on Brooke Spence, I just want to uh, ask Sean. You met my boy, Sonny Edwards, didn't you, at um, Devonta Davis fight? I did. I met Sonny Edwards. I think I was making my way to my seat when he fought, so I didn't see him fight. Um, I'm in the back room at the press, uh, the post-press fight conference, and uh, they said to me, hey, we want you to meet Showtime. And I'm thinking that they're talking about, you know, um, uh, a different producer or, or exec or something like that at, at the Showtime Network. And then this little, this little uh, stumpy kid comes up to me like, what's up, I'm Showtime. And I'm like, oh, your showtime. And uh, it, that really was a cool moment for me uh, to be able to meet him. Um, and, and the even cooler part is, you know, he didn't get showtime, you know, from watching me fight. You know, he got showtime because, you know, that's what his family and friends started calling him. And uh, it's like my dad said, my dad looked at him. He said, you know, you, you, you've you got some um, some pretty big shoes to fill calling yourself showtime. And uh, the way he smiled, I just knew that he's ready for it, you know, so uh we exchange information. I'm gonna keep up with him. He's he was a he was a, a very awesome kid, and and he seems to be a, a pretty dynamic fighter as yeah, well. Uh, yeah, his brother's quite was quite a uh, solid amateur as well, Charlie Edwards. Yeah, I told I told his brother. His brother's got lost, and and mm. I was talking to him, and and he was he was looking at me like you know like it was over, and I'm like, hey man, I said you got lost. I said, I'm not telling you that it's okay to lose. I'm just telling you that it's not the end of your career. I said, get back in there and do what you do, you know. So that was my best advice to him. And, and of course, I told uh, Sonny not to stop fighting and not to stop calling himself Showtime. I think yeah. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Uma, you got any other questions? Hello? Uma? Hello? Hello? Oh, you just you muted him. That's so disrespectful. I know. I hope you get three, cussed out tomorrow. I'm no, just saying. <laughs> we're going to go to 348. 348. And then we'll come back to Umar. Hello, yeah, 348. Hello. Who's speaking? Yeah, it's uh, Tom from Rats on TV. Uh, how you doing, Tom? So, Sean can. Umar, as well, is one of our new journalists, and Tom is also just joining the uh, team as one of our journalists. Uh, so right, they right cheating. The why, you, why are you answering their calls? <laughs> I don't know their number, to be They fair. should be here. Y'all, 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 y'all getting fired. Y'all should be here. Yeah, yeah that's true. You, you heard that, Tom. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Omar got dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Omar. So, yeah, Tom, question. 
Yeah, so I just want to say uh, hi to uh, Sean and uh, Kenny. Hello. Uh, it's hi. a great opportunity to support to you guys coming over from America and uh, representing boxing really well over here. Mm. Um, I just wanted to ask uh, actually two questions. Obviously, the fast approaching fight on the uh, weekend, obviously, you'll have a close eye on it. Um, I just wanted to ask um, for both fighters, where do they go if they lose the fight? And is it easier for Spence to rebuild if he loses this fight? Mm. Question, um, I'll I'll answer the first question. I'll let my dad answer the second one. I think uh, and I think it's it's not a fifty fifty fight. Um, I got it sixty forty for mm-hmm. Spence. I think that he is gonna pull it out. Uh, I just got a feeling. Um, sometimes I follow my feelings. You know. Um, I feel like you know this is really just his first moment of uh of greatness that he's coming into. And I I do I I, I believe firmly that he'll be ready for it. Uh, I just think that he's got a little bit more than uh, Kell Brook from a ability standpoint. And then I think that uh, I, I, well, I know that he's hungry and I know that this is an opportunity that he's been waiting for for a very long time. And I'm not just talking about from a, a long time, you know, since he's been the mandatory, but for a long time since he was a little kid, you know. So uh, I know his camp, they've been working extremely hard. So I'm going to I'm going to pick Spence uh, on, on, on decision. Would you KO him? No, it's going to be a decision. It's definitely going to be a decision. I think both guys, they're going to hit hard, but I don't think either one is going to drop them, drop hard, each other. How hard does Brook hit? Brook was strong. You know, I can't really tell you, you know, how hard he hits, but I can tell you he's strong. Strong guy. Yeah. yeah. And Ken? Uh, I don't think that Sean Porter goes with feelings. I think Sean Porter sometimes just sees things <laughs> going on around him. So the other day I ordered a ginger ale and cranberry I told them I wanted it 60-40, 60% ginger ale, 40% cranberry, and I think that's where he got his prediction from. <laughs> uh, the next time I might w- order one 80-20, and then Sean's prediction may change. <laughs> Hopefully, Golovkin uh, Canelo. Uh, you know what? I think both fighters, Spence being young, uh, if it doesn't go his way, uh, he will definitely recover from it because I know him personally. I've known him for a number of years. Uh, I've competed against him with other fighters, and I also coached him personally. So he'll be able to come back from it um, because he's young and, 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 and he has the ability to do that. Kell Brook, on the other hand, being just a little bit older, but I don't think if it doesn't go his way that anything is going to change from him other than maybe changing weight classes. Kell Brook is a world champion and uh you know if it if the fight decision doesn't go his way, I believe that he will come back from this uh, with no problems except, you know, he may decide to move up in weight uh you know because as you get older and keeping that weight down and in between fights as we discussed earlier, uh letting your weight get too big can become a problem. Yeah, no, good. So you heard that, Tom. So we're going to go back out to Umar. Umar, don't drop the line on us now. I'm getting the blame for that. Oh, he's gone. He's gone? He's no, gone. he's there. He's still there. Umar. Yeah, Koja. How you doing? You all right? Uh, why are you cutting me off like that? You, you see? Right? <laughs> yeah, they've given you ideas. <laughs> you heard them. Said, you're on the payroll. You, you're supposed to be in the studio with us, putting in that hard work and dedication. <laughs> no, I'm joking. What's, um, you, you want to continue, Umar? Yeah, it's just a question. It's two questions actually on mm-hmm. on the main event for Saturday. Um, I was, you know, you lot talking about the weight, but I was wondering about Kel's eye with all the injury. Like, mm-hmm. will he still be able to see like the punches being thrown at him, or 
Is that, how's that going to affect them? Uh, I think that's that's up to him. Uh, are they going to be real and tell us, you know, if he has a problem or, you know, is it actually healed up? Uh, if it's healed up, he won't have a problem seeing, um, you know, but if it, if it hasn't healed up, I, I feel I'm, I'm sure it has. But if it hasn't healed up um, and they may they may not be, be uh, you know, putting that out there to the public. But mm. I don't think that I is going to be a problem. Okay. Um, and the other one, the weight issue was yep. that. I think, yeah, like he looks in, well, from the photos anyway, he looks fine. But, yeah, it's just how he's made the weight. And secondly, with Spence's body shots, the best way to drain someone is through body shots. Mm-hmm. And I just fear for Kel in the, like, the later part yeah. of the rounds. Yeah, no, good point. Uh, yeah, I just got to just thanks, thanks, what you were saying, Sean, about the eye. I mean, surely there must be some kind of mental uh, follow, follow on from something like that. His eye socket was broken he was yeah. busted yeah and he's got a titanium plate there now he's got a plate really? <coughs> he's got a titanium plate oh, wow. yeah, yeah so his eye socket was good if you stayed there fine you got punched again you'd be blind yeah you know so the fight oh, was wow. pulled at the right time oh, okay yeah so his eye socket was busted I mean, okay. that man is a beast he okay. just broke it yeah. yeah well then it then it does become an issue of uh, of confidence yeah and how you how you feel about it mentally uh, are you going to be able to just say hey I'm gonna keep my hands up this guy's not gonna hit me or are you gonna be Tight and 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 worrisome that you know if you if you get hit something the worst can happen and positioning as well because Spencer's a southpaw yes. the eye that is the socket is on the right side <coughs> yeah. so if Spencer's big punch is going to be his right mm-hmm. essentially his, his left, hand, his left hand. hand and that's going to be kind of right in the line of fire so yeah. as much as defense is not as well. so he's the always, great he's always covering his eye you know, he's gonna leave this is what I mean he's going to leave himself punches, open which is which everyone's saying is a big body puncher so I mean what I will say is and um, we spoke to Kyle Yafai <coughs> who's a, who's the current uh, WBA champion and what he did say is that the British Board of Boxing Control is very stringent when it comes to healthcare and their checks mm. and especially around the eye they would have made sure they went through the diligence to ensure mm. that he's at the right fighting level now he could go in three in, three hours in and then he has an issue mm-hmm. it's happened plenty of times mm-hmm. um, but I think he should be he's deemed fit so what I don't want is for anybody to when Spence wins, because I'm predicting Spence. <laughs> what we don't want is for anybody to say the injury affected that fight. Um, yeah. It may do, but I think if he's gone in there, we have to take him as a as a mm. fit individual. Mm. And that's that's my opinion on it. So Yeah, I, I would say that too. I would say, you know, anytime you, you uh, talk about injury after a fight, yeah. um, I got... Well, like Pacquiao, very little respect like, for like Pacquiao. Yeah, yeah because then as fans, we yeah. and, and we can say as friends when we. But play. I, I mean, I do also know that with like my dad was saying earlier, we're fighters. You know, we'll, yeah, we we won't say things. You know, we don't want mm. that opportunity to get away from us. We don't we don't want to be told we can't fight. You yeah, know, yeah. we don't want to be told that you know, uh, we we can't do what we want to do. You mm. know, we we at some point are you know control freaks and 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 mm. and we have that god complex where we just want to get in there and, and own the world. Yeah. While we while we have the opportunity, you know, so um, yeah, I I I hope he's he's healthy. I, I believe he's healthy. Yeah, I, I want to so. know like what's the deal with the titanium in his in his in in, in his head. Like, is yeah. it is it a <clears throat> is it a chance that that could break, uh, bend, no, <laughs> you know, yeah. anything? Unless, you if know? it does, then Spencer's an X Men because <laughs> uh, to make that bend, <laughs> that means his power is something different. Yeah. Um, so I think. The way they do the surgery, I, mean, I yeah. believe it's literally replaced the cartilage. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. it just kind of reinforces. Okay, this is like a little a small little blown. plate that's right there. Yeah, for exactly. It. Yeah. yeah, I mean, keep, for most of us, it's really, really, it's really. I would say, you know, it's basically 
his icicles busted, so they've literally replaced some of the cartilage with titanium. Yeah, is this guy getting? Is he getting the bone as well? Yeah, supporting the bone. Supporting the bone. That's what exactly. Is he getting the excuse ready or what? What's this guy doing over here? I do, yeah, I think he, so. Who all, all of a sudden, he hey. knows how big it is. Exactly. exactly I want Brook to lose. I see. I want Brook to lose. Are y'all really that real here? He's like, I want Brook to lose. Like, listen, let me tell you. I mean, this is how I feel about Brook. I'll be honest. I think if you, yeah. Uh, it was just excuse after mandatory, mandatory, yeah. mandatory, mandatory, mandatory. He marched yeah. the belt around. I agree. Yeah, I agree. you know. And as soon as the Errol Spence fight came, you know, they, they, I think he only took this fight because you know, if he didn't take this fight, Everybody's his credibility would be yeah. out the window. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. he used that mandatory excuse again and again. And time again. And I mean, again again, I'll put it to you like this. I mean, since you guys fought, and you know, your fight was a close fight. There's no denying <laughs> it. You got the decision, but it was a close fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. Mm-hmm. But since then. You've gone on and fought tougher opponents than he has, yeah. and he's got the belt. Yeah, and for me, I'm I'm an honest person. You know, as an English, I don't like the fact that we have the reputation. British fighters have a reputation of holding the belts hostage, mm-hmm. and I felt he reinforced that. Whereas Joshua, though we know he's untested, at least he went out there. He's fought a big guy in mm-hmm. James DeGale. He's mm-hmm. gone out there. He's fought a strong contest. Mm-hmm. So Carl Frampton. He's held the belt. He's gone and fought Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to see from British fighters. Mm-hmm. Not this. Oh, Jojo. I mean, where's Jojo Dan? Where's Bizier? Frankie Gavin, these guys are yeah. Joe Joe. <laughs> They're nowhere to be found. So I kind of I do agree with him. I wouldn't say I want uh, Brook to lose. Um, he's flying the flag, but I just when I, I I've been watching Spence for some time, I think he's a really talented fighter. Yeah. Um, I don't think Kelbert has the has the Arsenal to really beat him. Um, if I'm him, that's in my opinion. I, I agree. I just feel like. But uh, you said Arsenal's pretty good. That's your favorite team. That's my so. favorite team. Don't say that too loud. I've been. <laughs> this has been a bad week for me <laughs> for <laughs> Arsenal, but yeah. <laughs> But no, so that's 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 the opinion there. So we've got a couple more callers. Don't want to leave them too much. So 041, 041. The floor is yours. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Yeah, man. Yes. Is this Kwame? Yeah, 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 yeah. How you Back up off the phone. Yeah, <laughs> you're shouting and don't get too excited. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> Yo, man, I can't believe you guys got Sean Port on the line, man. Yeah, I'm here. Back up off the phone. This is excitement. Let us know that for real he was there. What? Question or statement? Big up, big up. That you guys, you, you guys, you guys took some pictures with with, with the Josh and, and the Mayweather, and and um basically I I, I want to ask one question about this Mayweather McGregor fight, man. I think it's a hoax. I don't think it's gonna come on. What do you guys think? Perfect. And come on, I'm gonna put you on mute because your background noise is a bit bad. Mayweather McGregor, what's your thoughts on it? It's definitely gonna go down. It's <laughs> oh wow! Definitely gonna make a, a so much money that we all can't fathom it. Um. But it's definitely going to be uh, uh, entertaining a uh, display of uh, um, just not what boxing should be. Yeah. You know, not what boxing should be. I And I get what Mayweather's saying that McGregor is a professional fighter, but he's not a professional boxer. There is a difference yeah. when, you, when, when you're not um, punched at for an extremely long time. Yeah. Or at all, mm. just that you're you're taught so many other different techniques that mm. that isn't your fa- main focus. Yeah. Then um, you won't be ready for it. Let's mention the fact that uh, Mayweather is arguably top five uh, best fighters ever. Mm. Not just not just Generation. the last twenty years, but uh, mm. ever. Ever. Yeah. You know. Um. 
<clears throat> uh, is this guy really worthy of getting in the ring with you? Yeah. You know, so at this point, Mayweather says he's worthy of getting him the money he yeah. wants, not yeah. that he's worthy of getting him the fight. That That's he what wants. it's about. It's about money, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. and what about you, Kenny? But yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's about money. Um, uh, it's an event. It's a big event. It's it's, an event. It is, man. It's, an event. it's a spectacle. Uh, you know, uh, I'm quite sure that they will not allow Sean Porter to fight uh, McGregor. If McGregor said, "Hey, I want to no fight Porter," they won't way. allow it. Mm. They will not allow it. No I, way. I, I even was talking to somebody because I was curious, and they said, "When you go into another uh, combat sport, you have to retire from the previous combat sport." And obviously, He's you know, gonna... we we know what's playing here is mm. money. So mm. they're going to do what they have to do to make yeah. it to make it jump off. No, I don't right. think that's true because you've got guys that are. That's what I said. That's I've not seen because yeah. like uh, KJ Nunes was doing both at the same time. Was he doing both in Vegas? He was doing both everywhere. Everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Okay, because I didn't know maybe it was a, yeah. a Nevada thing. He, he was okay. a young guy. He's 27 years old. He's fighting MMA and he's fighting uh, uh, the kid out of California. Does it? Diaz. Not Diaz. He's a young guy. He's, he's low weights. He's a oh, low weights. I'm not, I'm I'm not into the UFC. I don't know much about UFC. Yeah. There's a guy out of California that was in the wild card gym with us before. And a shorter guy mm-hmm. that takes these fights at the last the, minute. The guy that is like really, really cocked up. Like big, big muscular dude. No, it's a guy that takes fights. He's a... He takes fights at the last minute. He's fought your 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 Chris Pearsons and those kind of oh, guys. Okay. And he's got about ten to twelve losses, but he's fighting MMA and 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 uh, okay and and professional boxing at the same time. So I want to try and breeze through these quarters. So we're going to zero six zero zero six zero. Phone is yours. The line. Yo yo lads, how's it going, man? Shane, how's it going? Shane, long time. How you doing, bro? Long, long about? time, long time. I'm all good. I'm all good. I have to call in, man. Porter, love you, man. Um, your style. Just, just love the way you actually said that you started after Hagler. It's strange because I was thinking the only person I can compete to in my mind, the first person that came to my mind was Hagler. So when you said that, I was like, that's so ironic. Yeah. Um, but there's someone else who is a banger in your division. Yeah. Timothy Bradley. Yeah. Would you, I, I would love to see you two match up. You both have that 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 fire in you, that that warrior. I don't know, just just leave it all in the room kind of spirit. I do. I yeah? think that both that, you have it. I would love to see how that turns out. I think that's Could a great that fight. Happen? I think it's a great fight, but I, I win. I tell you, I tell you right now, I, I win that fight. That that you no, see the no, look no. on his face, Shane. I, he said it. I win. Honestly, man, that fight gets me excited, and it gets me excited because I've never seen a, a fighter. Um, up close, like I've seen Timothy Bradley, the the man does not stop. Mm. We've seen him throw punches and fight, even though he literally was out on his feet. We've seen it, and and yeah, I just yeah. know that yeah. you know to get in there and do my thing against him, well, it will be great. I just know that, and I and I know that I will beat him. No. So yeah, that fight is always in, in my mind, and uh, we'll see, man. Maybe one day. Maybe one day, but what, what, is there any chance of it? You know, you guys looking about getting it made. Uh, is there anything? We try to do it. We try to do it. You too. We try to do it. Tim, Tim, yeah? Tim would not. Uh, he wouldn't come back down to earth okay. with his prices. He's okay. he he still uh, thinks okay. that he's Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao money, six right. million dollars. It's crazy. Yeah. You're not. <laughs> so listen, Shane. Thank you very much. We're moving on to the next one, but thanks for calling. 
So carry on, Kenny. No, we 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 tried that before Birdo. Yeah. Before Birdo, just okay. before Birdo was made, we I, I said, hey, let's call Bradley up, let's get it done. Can and we ask how much you wanted? Get. He just they just they said Pacquiao money. They six didn't million. Say That's basically six million dollars. <laughs> they didn't say, they didn't say silk, silk sheets. They huh? said, they yeah. said Pacquiao money. Silk pajamas and silk, silk sheets. sheets. I'm telling you. So we're going out to five one six five one six. Hello. Hey guys, Palm from Pro Box. It's Fake TKO. What's up? Palm, how are you, mate? Long time. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Long time, long time. Champ, Sean Porter, how are you doing? I'm I'm hanging in there, man. I'm I'm loving your city. It's it's been great. Loving London. Bob is uh, from Kent, by the way. He's not from London. Thank you, guys. I mean, I got it. It's lovely. Kent is lovely. It, it is. It's, yeah. our, it's our sort of, uh, what do you call, uh, uptown, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Sean, I was there on Saturday night. Uh, good to see you looking well. Um, Sean, now, I apologise if this has already been asked, but what's, uh, what's next for you, man? Um, is there a potential to have a rematch with Keith Thurman or um, somebody just mentioned Tim Bradley? What's, what's next for you, man? Yeah, we're we'll have to start throwing the talk and, and Jeez, tossing the, the names okay. around. Uh, we'll we'll have to figure it out. We know that uh, Thurman's gonna be out for a minute, and we don't want to be out that long. So right now we're looking at uh, this fall, um, but you know once we get home we'll be able to make the phone calls and get that ball rolling, and hopefully you guys see me soon. Cheers, Palm. And last question, you want another question for you, Palm? Yes, uh, uh, Sean. I'm just gonna say, obviously the guys big up to. Uh, Rats on TV, they do a great, great job. Um, you know, okay. we do some close work together. And if we can organize it, I'd love to do a little interview with you as well, Chan. Yeah, you, you, you get in touch with them. They'll get in touch with me, and we'll, we'll do it over the phone. I'm not sure when I'm coming back, but I can tell you I'm definitely coming back. Perfect. Definitely, and it'd be good to see you. And uh, God bless, bro, and all the best for the uh, best for the future. Thank you. God Cheers. bless Thanks, you. Thanks, Palm. Palm, your check's in the post. Question. God, God bless, folks. Question for Thank you two guys. Yes. Um, did you That's happen? To, yeah, yeah. Did you happen to pick up on the information? Because we're not getting the the information from back home. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to answer the phone right now. Okay. Did you guys happen to pick up on uh, the WBC making an announcement that they wanted to do an interim WBC fight uh, no. while no. Keith is out? No, 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 that was uh, going to be one of our questions, whether that would be a possibility, but we haven't that, heard anything. That's something that I saw today, but I thought maybe you guys had your In ears to it. So as soon as I saw it, I made the phone call, right? This is Suleiman's stepson. Uh, well, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, Inam, I'm looking at you. What's going on? No, I, don't, I, I haven't heard anything. Uh, <laughs> nah. yeah. Honestly, yeah. We, no, we haven't heard that because that was going to be my question, whether you could... Would you take a fight in between, similar to what you did with Eric Bone when the Thurman fight was yeah, pulled well, off? That would you would, take a kind one, of showcase? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, whatever we got to do to, you know, uh, keep doing what I do, man. I, I love mm. what I'm doing right now. Um, I don't do this yeah. unless I have that fight with Andre Berto. Yeah. If that that fight with Andre Berto was after this, I wouldn't yeah. be here right now. Yeah. You know, so I, I fight, you know, to to afford the opportunities to come reach out to my fans. Uh, get, it gives me the opportunity to take care of my family. 
and so I, I and on top of all that, man, I, I love to perform, man. It's mm-hmm. just something about performing. My dad is. I've learned this about us. My dad mm-hmm. is. He's a he's a promoter. He he mm-hmm. can he can he can manage and he can promote and he can deal and he can get mm-hmm. people to do things. Yeah. I don't really like talking to people all okay. like that. But if you want to shake my hand yeah. and, and and let's talk about you know uh, the fights or yeah. or my fight or something like yeah. that, I love that. Could do that all day and all mm-hmm. night. But outside of that, I love performing. Mm-hmm. I, it's just something about yeah, making people. Circle. It's something about making people laugh and yeah. it's something about making people feel good mm-hmm. and making them yell and scream. And I do I do karaoke all the time and I'm learning that. I like to sing Remember the Time by Michael Jackson, not can, because... Can we get two lines? Can we get two be, lines? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> that was too much. Encore, encore. I love doing it because, not because my, that's my favorite song and my favorite artist, but because mm-hmm. it literally entertains everybody. Yeah. And, and they're like, like, wow, like this dude is just really up here doing <laughs> yeah, this. No, but it shows, Do you remember the time? There you go. <laughs> Sean Paul Short, I think, Michael Jackson. Do you remember, <laughs> girl? <laughs> My dude, I was doing it one time. My dude, my dude, he's like, he yelled, man, why you keep doing ah? And I said, read the screen. It says ah. Every t- every t- <laughs> so, Mike, that was his thing. Shimon. Yeah, he had a bar and then ah. Chamona. 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 Oh, man, what a fantastic scene here. Definitely. Um, so, one of the things I was, and this is again to both of you from the fight when the coach's position, the Berto fight. Um, Great finish. Ah, that's going to be our sign-off. Looking back now, it's been a month. It's been about a month since that fight's gone, gone, gone on. I mean, looking back, talk to us about, one, how you feel about your performance, if you reviewed, and also from a coach, the strategy set out for that night. Did everything go to plan? I go, I know it's two split questions. Well, I, yeah, it is. It's, no, it's fine. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm I, proud of myself. Um, you know, I, I graded myself at a high B. Uh, mid, mid B, you know, but I, I am, I, I'm a, I'm a, my, my hardest critic. Teacher coffin. Um, yeah, I'm a hardest critic, but uh, I just think that you know, I did just about everything that I wanted to do. Even I was in the bag today, thinking about you know how good I felt and how just in tune I was with the fight and and my mentality, thinking, thinking it and 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 setting things up. You know, uh, every fight, you know, you want every fight to be like that. You know, so I think you know collectively overall, I did a, a pretty good job. So I just got a text from uh, Emmanuel's with earlier today. Sorry, Spencer. Gonna bring you in now. So we got Spencer Fearing on the line. Then the man they call the Master Knowledge, Spencer. How you doing? We're doing good. This good. good. Koji here. We, you know, we're here with our two guests, yes. fresh from the USA. Kenny, oh, they're, they're here. Yes. <laughs> so, How you doing, Kenny? Everything's good. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us today. Thanks for being a, a um, great listen, host. Man, you, listen, it's, thank you very much. It's not only that, but it's like is this Spencer? I was just met. You guys yeah, yeah. Well, hang up on him. Why are we talking? <laughs> him? You heard that, Spence? Sorry, I'm drinking calls. Hey, Spence, I told you. Nah, it's a, it's I told a fun you. guy. Really quick one. Really quick one. <laughs> All right, go what ahead. What I got to say? Go ahead. Sam Eggington uh, recently beat Polly Malnagy, and I know that you're looking to fight in the UK, and I'm thinking a viable fight. I doubt if we're going to bring two Americans over to fight, but Sam Eggington's on the rise right now, up and coming prospect. So I I could maybe see if there is a fight for you, it would be you versus Sam Eggington. Um, I don't know. The best way I can answer that is. I would love to come here to. I absolutely would love to come over here and fight. I I just know that it would be a big bang, and yeah. I'm all about the big bang. <laughs> um, you know, when it comes to the opponent, the opponent, 
you know, I, I know you heard this before and it sounds cliche, but it has to make sense. And what I mean by that is, you know, is this guy going to be someone that everybody wants to see? You know, is it going to be someone that is going to, you know, uh, be, be challenging, you know, uh, and is it going to be entertaining? You know, so I, I don't know much about the guy. Um, like you said, if he's, if he's up and coming, that means he's he's not at the level that we need. But if he's going to put butts in the seats and we're going to be able to uh, make money and make that big bang, then then it's worth it. Well, he, 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 he's a matchroom fighter um, and he, he's growing. And I know that you want to fight over here. And I think maybe that's the fight that you need to call out. And I know Kenny's a, a very good promoter, trainer, manager. He does the whole lot. Kenny, write this kid's name down, Sam Egan. I forgot to mention this today, but I'm mentioning it right now. I know. And I always interrupt on TV. Yeah, I know, I know you know. And I always interrupt on TV because NM and Kojo, you're my boys, man. So keep on the good work. All right? Yeah. No Thank problem. you so Cheers. much, Spencer. Thank, Thank you for you calling Spencer in. Thank you for calling in. Love the support. All right, later. Yeah, I just yes. want to make a quick point. I'm saying, look, Showtime, Sean Porter is a big, big, big name, yeah? If it's time to fight the UK, it's going to be someone... This is my personal opinion, by the way. It's going to be someone like a Kel Brook. And even though he's irrelevant at the moment, someone like an American. I mean, these, these are these are the kind of names I think Kel needs to... Uh, you know, Sean will come uh, to the UK for. You know? Danny, Danny Boy. I was going to say Garcia, Danny, that'll be... Danny Garcia. Ooh. So can let me, can we get your opinion, though? Angel Pacquiao Garcia. versus Horn. What do you think of that? Have you Jack, Emmanuel, Manny Pacquiao versus Jeff Horn, which is taking place? I don't know much about Horn at all. Yeah. I know more about Sam than I do about Horn. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah, it says a uh, lot. Yeah, almost. Um, it's not. You know, it's at this point. <laughs> I, if I was in that position, mm. it's not the fight that that I would want for mm. my fighter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and as we as we just mentioned, and as you just mentioned. To Kel Brook, <clears throat> I know it's not happening right now, but Kel, you know you need to rematch Sean Porter. You uh-huh. need to do that. That's what you we need wanna, to rematch. That's Sean what we want to hear. You yeah. know that. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Uh, you know you 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 want to pretend like we're not there, but you know um, JoJo Dan and what's the other kid's name? BZA. BZA. They were both. Frankie Gavin. Wait wait wait. JoJo Dan and BZA were both PBC fighters. Oh were wow! They? Really? Yeah. Yeah. JoJo so Dan how is. Come, yeah. So how come we couldn't get that phone call, Kel? Yeah. We know why, though. You know, but, uh, you know... Uh, Chocolate Friday. <laughs> oh, and, uh, like, like I you told know, my dad, we was looking at JoJo Dan about four years before uh, Kale Brook fought him. Geez. And we said no. Yeah. I was about we, four, four. It literally years. was about four years yeah, before. Because no, it was before said, I got the belt. Yeah, wow. yeah. It was, it was before I, I got said, the belt. Uh, who is this guy? We gonna f- nah, I don't think so. Let's fight someone. Kel, uh, Sean, have you got a message for Kel about the rematch? Would you like to give me a message? Come on now. Uh, I want you to win this fight. Good luck. God bless you. Right, uh, you, you, you gotta well, say that again because we need that exclusive. I said, "Come on now, Kel. I want you to. See, I want to see you win this fight. See what you got, and then uh, we'll talk after that. <coughs> but but we're not gonna talk from from across the pond. I'll come over here and talk to you. Yeah, that's come over exclusive and say hello. on raps on TV. And the, Kel, the, come on, Kel. The good part Give about me a rematch. it is, is uh, they love me just as much, if not more, than you. So. <laughs> Sean oh doesn't want. God. Sean doesn't want. Sean is all arrow spins. Yeah, he, you know. I, but I, Sean I, would love to have an opportunity. I, we would love to have an opportunity. But I mean, did you guys even notice that when that fight happened, the six to seven weeks later, when they came out with the IBF rankings, that he was dropped from the twenty-five? Did you guys know that? No, over I here? didn't even notice. No, didn't, nobody over here noticed no, that. No, yeah, he that was up. dropped from the top twenty-five. Google it. I want to do and that. The yeah. story came out. They just just now talking about it, right? Since we got this big fight going on. 
because uh, the story came out about uh, uh, Amir Khan being dropped uh, from the number one or number two spot by the Mm -hmm. WBC. And then a little further down in that story, they said, unlike when Sean Porter fought Kell Brook, and was dropped from the top 25. Mm. And I believe that was strategic. Mm. I was going to say, it has that, to be. That, that was strategic. That low? Yeah. You're trying to tell me you're yeah. ranked 26? Yeah, no, we, wasn't, we weren't even in the top so 25. 25. Yeah, know? that's what I mean. So it was strategic, and they did it. And then, of course, he fought guys that, uh, you know, uh, were, were I, I, I don't know what class those guys are in, but, you know, um, they were yeah. much lower than, than than the top guys. And as you mentioned, Sean went on to fight bigger and better guys. Um, Danny Garcia, uh, interim WBC, let's make that happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, those type of guys right there, those are the guys that Sean Porter wants to fight, the Tim Bradleys of the world, the Manny Pacquiao's of the world, mm. uh, the Kell Brooks of uh, Sheffield's, yeah. you know, um, it's 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 a no brainer for us. My mother was actually born in Sheffield, not here. But say Sheffield, Alabama. Okay. So it's a no brainer. We, we, we actually we, we, we I knew coming here, mm-hmm. this was planned not this fight, mm-hmm. not last fight, but this mm-hmm. was planned in my mind a couple of years ago. Okay. I knew coming here would be the thing that we wanted to do for the energy that you guys have here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And be a part of these fights. So I planned this, and it, it's coming out together, you know, perfectly. Yeah. Um. One of the things, and this is just a personal question I've got, great performance against Broner, um, but when that knockdown happened in the 12th round, I guess what was going through both of your minds? And how, Okay, so how did it feel taking that punch? Because it looked like it was a big one, and what was going through your mind when, when it happened? I wrote about it uh, today, actually. And yep. uh, I, I know, you know, when it, the start of the round, I didn't have my foot on the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it, my dad, he slows it down. <laughs> he says, you saw the punch, why didn't you move, you know? And I think it was just, it really was one of those moments where I knew I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing, yeah. and I got caught, caught up in the moment and got mm-hmm. caught. That's yeah. how it happens, you know? Yeah. On my way down, I'm thinking, damn. <laughs> it looked like right. So yeah. I hit the I hit the canvas, and I think my dad was the first person I looked at, and I literally was thinking to myself, "Shit, did you see that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my and my dad, my dad knows my dad knows me. He yeah. he, he knew the punch. Yeah. He 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 knew he didn't see what he yeah. should have been seeing in mm. those first literally ten seconds. Yeah. And my dad, no worry in the world, gets up and says, what are you doing? Get up and, and get on him. What are you doing? Get up and get on him. I don't think any other coach out there, other coaches would be like, are you okay? Yeah, like, he yeah. knew I was fine. Yeah. He knew that uh, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. You looked and like he, a surprise. You were thinking about surprise. Yeah, yeah balance, and, and you know? he knew that once I did get up that, you know, I was going to do what he asked me yeah. to do uh, in, the, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the corner before the, the round. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. blew away Malinaji like a feather. Oh, well, you didn't get it. Give me the chance. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, Kenny. Yeah, go, ahead. <laughs> yeah. go ahead, Kenny. So, my thoughts yeah. on that situation. Literally, Sean went out there in that round and was just <coughs> lost his focus. Mm. I believe, and this is me knowing my boxer, knowing my, my son, I believe that he thought, well, this guy has not done anything to me mm-hmm. threatening this entire fight. This entire fight, he hasn't done anything. I've been dominating him in this entire fight. And he went out there, he just lost focus. And I slowed it down, as he said, and I watched it, and I made Sean watch it too. And if you were to go back and look at it, he saw the punch coming. Mm. And there was every opportunity in the world for him to 
duck underneath the punch, mm-hmm. block the punch, mm-hmm. anything he wanted to do, put his elbow up, anything he wanted to do. But he literally saw the punch coming and just took it. He lost his focus. And uh, when he hit the canvas, I looked at him. I said, what you doing? Get your ass up and let's fight. Let's go, yeah. you know. And he did. But, uh, you know, you never want that to happen to a fighter. Trust mm-hmm. me, I don't want to see it again mm-hmm. in any instance. And that's his first time. But you learn from it. Mm-hmm. And you can only learn from it if you experience it. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to learn from it mm. but to experience it. You can't tell a guy about it because he never believes it's going to happen to him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. None of the guys believe it's going to happen to them except for the guys who it's been happening to and they've really? come to the reality. Yeah, this happens all the time, so yeah. I'll just stay down here. One you know, the crazy part is, uh, so the hook that he hit me with was there really wasn't much, there wasn't leg on it, there wasn't muscle. He doesn't have much muscle. You know, there wasn't, it wasn't nothing, it wasn't a solid punch and I went down. After that, people were like, how is he going to stand up to Keith Thurman? Mm. But when you're in shape and you're focused and you're ready for whatever it is put in front of you, you're ready to handle it. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, is when you talk about focus, that's a clear indication right there what yeah. focus mm-hmm. it can do for you and cannot do for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's that's definitely all it was, was it was a loss of, of focus and, and me getting caught up in the moment of feeling like this guy can't do anything to me. Yeah. You know, and, and boom, it happened. And, uh, yeah, like my dad said, it, it wasn't just a lesson in that moment, man. That's a life lesson right there for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was saying, <clears throat> you know, when, when you fought Paul, Paulie Malinaji, you, you just blew him out. It was like a feather. Yeah. You, know, you went from like a rock through paper. You know, that's what I think, you know, in my opinion, a lot of people really started looking at you like, this guy is something special. Um, and then you sort of like moved towards the Brook fight. Do you feel you lost the Brook fight? No, no. I don't. I, I don't feel like I lost the Brook fight. But uh, remember that I'm my own worst critic. So when I see myself doing what I what I could have not doing what I could have been doing, mm. and and not being as good as I could have been, I that's what makes me accept the loss. Is because I just know I could have been a lot better. I think it took a lot of people here by surprise that, uh, yeah. when it was announced. Oh yeah. Because I don't oh, know yeah. if you if you watch the Sky press, you know when the Sky commentators were doing the I never scoring. seen the Sky, but I heard about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was clearly like, everyone's like, oh, he's lost the fight. They were like, well, yeah. like, it was like, oh, well, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, it was a very close one. You I know? did hear it. I did hear it. And, yeah. and and if you think about it, right, you know the Thurman fight was close as well. Just I don't know how you know Justin works. If you got both of those decisions right now, you'd we're be still... the WBC, WBA, and IBF unified champion of the world. <laughs> and I, I wouldn't yeah. be here. No, yeah, it's what I'm saying. So, Hey, what's that saying? <laughs> exactly. No, but what I do, and this is a more serious one. Um, obviously, the two losses, Thurman, Brooke, both world champions, high level. What is it that you see in Kenny as a coach that you feel you need to tweak just to get you over that line at the elite level? Because losing to two of those caliber fighters, no shame. Um, but what do you feel you need to do just to get you over that level? It was very actually, close as well. Could have this is what I mean, in a close fight. So it shows that you're not doing things. It wasn't a white you know, loss. You, you, you know, you just... Uh, you go back to the drawing board, you go back to the basics and the fundamentals, and you go back to doing all the things that you've done to make you successful, and then when you get yourself back in that type of conditioning, that shape, and everything else you're putting together. Remember all, that's also mental, not just physical. All the basics and all the fundamentals, and all that, then you remind the kid, you remind them, listen, mm-hmm. we came up a little bit short here. Mm. As you just said, I didn't realize we would have been all unified champion. Mm. You know, 
but you come up a little bit short here mm. and you can't allow that to happen again. Yeah. So you can't go out there and do what you did before mm -hmm. because if you look at the Brook fight, the first round, three minutes in, mm -hmm. I identified that Brooke was grabbing and holding. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sean comes to the corner. I'm meeting Sean coming to the corner. Listen, you've got to put your combination together and get around him so he's not able to grab you and hold you. Mm -hmm. He did not make that adjustment. Now, here's the problem I have with that. This wasn't something that... I just came to the corner all of a sudden and said, hey, you got to put a combination together and get around him. We practiced this mm. leading to the fight. Mm. Six weeks leading to the fight. We worked on this for X amount of weeks leading to the fight. We worked on this. So you got to realize and understand you got to stop in front of that mirror and say, you know what? Sometimes I do dumb shit in a fight. Sometimes I don't listen in a fight. Sometimes mm. I do what I want to do and I pay for it in a fight. Same thing we're talking about the Birdo fight. I told him and worked with him on certain ways of fighting Birdo prior to that six weeks, and then he threw that out in the first round, and it's okay because I knock him out. But it's not okay. Because if you did what I asked you to do, which is what I was asking him to do, was fight a certain way, and those first three rounds, those first three rounds we don't have a cut. Because the way I had him fighting, practicing, leading up to that, yeah. everyone you sparred, who was you allowed to go after? Nobody. Nobody, nobody for that six weeks or seven or eight weeks prior to that fight were you allowed to go after anybody. You had to use your jab and circle those guys and put your combinations together for six weeks. And you got to stop and realize, I'm coaching now, you got to stop and realize, you got to look in the, window, in the mirror and say, you know what, I have to stop doing that. Because that meant we would have had three rounds in the books with no cut. That's what that meant. That meant... Possibly four rounds in the book with no cut. That's what that meant. And we had I had established in my strategy mm -hmm. that after that four to five rounds, Berto's going to start slowing down. Now, if you go at him taking the angles that we worked on, instead of going straight at him, taking the angles that we worked on, we're slowing him down with the, with the first three rounds of boxing, and we're taking the angles, and we can get this guy out of here with minimal abrasions to ourselves. But you can't justify it by saying, well, I knocked him out in a knife. You got to realize and understand that's not the way that wasn't the plan. That was not the plan. Yeah. It wasn't. So that's what you have to do. You have to do all the things that you've done, mm -hmm. all the things that have made you successful. Eat right, sleep right, rest right, uh, you know, take your... Uh, you know, make sure you're hydrating, make sure that you're working on your technique, your fundamentals and all those things. And your conditioning is all there and your strength is everything and your weight is coming down where it's supposed to be. And then you have to say, okay, now we got to tweak things here. We can't make these mistakes that we made against Brooke coming straight ahead and getting grabbed in hell. Mm -hmm. Or we can't make these mistakes that we made against Berto by being overly aggressive, two guys, same height, same weight, coming forward. What's going to happen? They're going to bump heads because they're the same height. Yeah. Both guys come forward. Keith moves this way. Broner moves that way. Mm. Paulie was moving that way. You know, these guys were moving in a different direction. He, he was he was doing his hands back so that for the all that can't see him. His, his, his <laughs> hands, so so, so you understand what I'm saying? They're, shot, moving, yeah. they're moving in a different you gotta, direction. You got to be, you gotta be an artist. Whereas, whereas, you got you to be an artist. Our, you, Andre <laughs> and Sean are both coming forward and they're the same height. You know, and so that's what you have to do. And that's yeah. what's that's what's needed on his behalf. It's needed on his behalf to elevate himself to another level, not just good enough 
to stop a guy in the ninth round mm. after I got cut. So we're not just good enough to, um, you know, stop Paulie, you know, the way he stopped Paulie. It's got to be even better than that. Yeah. You know. But it definitely sounds you've got the right words. Um, just two questions from Twitter. One is, um, or oh, it's a comment actually. Um, Twitter. Sorry, Twitter. <laughs> you guys always get us on that. Twitter. Um, so it's from Tom. He said, um, if Spence beats Brook in his backyard, does he, in your opinion, become the biggest young star in world boxing? Young star, uh, maybe even, ah, yeah. Because right now, I mean, Javante is, has, has really shaken yeah. up the... The, the the um the the scene right now um especially with him being as young as he is but yeah um, I, I Spence will be right there too um and Mark Day just says uh, uh he said raps on TV please let at Showtime Sean P know his professional conduct is a massive credit to the sport great show so far gents thank you very much Mark right, man I appreciate you for for recognizing that um before I go because we wanted to break down the fights a bit more and time's going so I'm just going to quickly ask you guys opinions on Davis versus Walsh obviously that was a fight you came to London to see your first fight what were your opinions on I, the fight and was there anybody else on the night that kind of grabbed your attention yeah uh that night um <clears throat> uh Javante Davis in my opinion I thought he did a, a very good job of boxing mm -hmm. uh he seemed patient and the thing that I liked that I saw was that he he had fun in there you know mm. it's not every day you get to get in there and perform in front of you know big crowds and, and Michael and Jackson be able to, connection yeah and be able to have fun with it you know um obviously as he he was in the ring with a lesser opponent than we realized but yeah. you know it, it did give him the opportunity to to get in there have some fun which mm -hmm. you know is is refreshing to see so he I thought he was though at yeah. the end didn't he he's bludgeoned yeah. Sean, Porter, Levels. Sean Porter's Michael Jackson fan please don't come out and sound in the Michael Jackson man up. I yeah, can't do it it's been done do it. I can't do it it's been oh, done okay. but he's got many Michael Jackson had many outfits it don't matter it's been done yeah, yeah but well, I know you I don't Steve. think Javonta could Stevie sing Wonder. like you nah, that's I, it I, I, he, he nah <laughs> You're Stevie Wonder fan too, so don't come out with this. Ah, uh, please don't be no Stevie. Okay, I'm, I'm a Stevie Wonder hands. fan. Stop. I'm thinking to the Stevie Wonder there. Okay. Um, uh, my thoughts on the fight. Yeah. Um, he was outclassed. Yeah. Dylan was outclassed. I thought the first round he was t too tight, mm. and then when he started loosening up in the next round, he was just outclassed. <clears throat> uh, shout out, uh, big ups, uh, great job to Javante Davis. Um, Yarde is impressive. I've seen him before in the states. Yeah and watched him uh, train before. And also, another kid that I liked that night, Dubose. Dubois. Daniel Dubois. Dubois. Daniel Dubois. Yeah. Heavyweight. I that was the heavyweight, right? Yeah, yeah. He did fantastic. did like him as well. Yeah. So. Perfect. Yeah. And it was a good night. I mean, for so just to give you a bit of context, Frank Warren's kind of been lagging behind Eddie Hearn in the matchroom for like production and the fights that he's been putting on. But money, the money, yeah, predominantly yeah. money. But um, he's now Frank Warren's now backed his boxing channel is backed by BT Sport. BT owned the monopoly for all the telephone lines, and um, they have yeah. their own Sky Channel. He's now backing them, and they're doing a combination to really invest in not even just British fighters, actually fighters from Europe as well. So what we're getting to see now is good card, good, good, good cards. And typically the arenas he would use, they just were not great, you know, in terms of the access, the location. But now he's used a copper box, which was a former Olympic arena. You saw the quality of just the facilities, able to get in easily, able to get out quickly. Mm -hmm. It was great atmosphere. Um, I thought there, would be, there might be a bit of trouble, but actually it went down smoothly. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was a good night for you guys. See, Saturday night, though, even I've never been to Bramall Lane for Brooks. Um, where Brooks fighting, I think but I think it's going to be phenomenal. I think you're yeah. going to get a real. That's going to be that real atmosphere that you see when you watch TV and you yeah. hear, "Oh, Anthony Joshua," all that kind of and stuff. Like Thirty thousand. It's going to be. Gonna kick off I, every time yeah. I see him, I'm, I'm trying, I'm like trying to figure out 
What song could I teach the Americans to sing? <laughs> Do you remember the time? <laughs> <laughs> it just wouldn't go though. I it know, just, I know. I know. Like hey, could thing. you imagine like my fans just being in stands like Jamona, Jamona, Kaladuna, Shamon, Shamon, and last one, um, and, and I know Nam's got a question, but Terrence Crawford fought for the XDS. I don't know if you were able to catch that while you were here. Missed it. Just a highlight. But, Missed but it. tell us about Crawford. What's your thoughts on him? His fighting Terrence, style. Terrence is a real SOB. All right. He is a real deal, Holyfield. I have so much um, love and passion and I am so proud of that kid because I know where he came from. I watched him in the amateur system when he was growing up. And uh, I recall him coming up to me and saying, you know, when Sean's Sean's 15 years old at the Nationals, he said, Sean knocking out everybody every night. Every night. And Sean was, you know. But then now Terrence is knocking out everybody every night. And when I see Terrence, I'm just so very proud of him and the things he's done. And he is... Definitely pound for pound, um, you know, at the top of my list. He's right there with yeah. anybody else to me right now. Um, yeah, he's a, to me he's a he's a true champion because uh, you know he's another one of those guys that you know this is this is a tough sport, tough business, and it's, it's hard to have fun in there, you know. But it seems like whoever they put in front of him, in front of him, he's able to you know mm. not only take him out, but but down. yeah, but yeah. In, enjoy doing it, you yeah. know. And it's like my dad said, he knows where he comes from, you know. We we know that uh, we've known Terrence for a long time, and Terrence has always been the guy that that which is he he did his thing, didn't care who was who was in his way, you know, and you know uh, even you know. Uh, Older, you know, mature gentleman got in, got in his way, you know, stopping him from, you know, just going down the, the street that he wanted yeah. to go down. And, you know, this is these are coaches that you're supposed to, mm. you know, respect. And mm. you're like, hey, man, I don't, I don't care. I'm going this way, you know, and he's always done that. And it seems like he's he's handled his career the same way, which is which is cool to see. Yeah, Good. just very quick one. Uh, your, your very close friend, Adrian Broner, is hey, going, mate, you know. He's going about business. He's, about business. About business. He's going back inside. You know he's going back inside. About you know he's going bullshit. back inside. You know he's going back inside. No, I've been over here. Where's where's he going? Yeah, he's going back into prison. He's going back to prison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't know that, no? No. Nah. Okay. Can can boxing take him seriously? He's going back inside for three days. Can boxing take him seriously? Uh, how many days? Three days. Contempt of court. Wow. Only three days. That's, I mean, I mean, I, you know. just for contempt of court. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I think he'll he'll still be relevant because of who he is. I yeah. think people have gotten used to him being the way that he is, so they're they're tuning in now, not just not not to see him win or lose, but they're tuning in to see what he's gonna do. Yeah. And and I know that because I know people that are like. But that. do you That's think it. they'll take him seriously as an athlete? Is it someone who will move up in the sport? Is gonna win no, a championship belt? No, I think no. he's turned in his athlete card. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, but hold up though, what I mean by that is there's a difference between being an athlete and being an entertainer. Mm. If you're if you're if you're an athlete, that means you have a professionalism about you that everyone can respect mm. and and look forward to. If you're an entertainer, 
you you got half of that that athletic athletic side, but you got all of the entertainment side. You know, you turned in your athletic car a long time ago when you stopped using your feet, when you stopped using your hand speed, when you started trying to stand in there and, and brawl with guys. You know, yeah. so he turned in his athletic car a long time ago. Now people are just tuning in to, to uh, be entertained. Nice, nice. And you just mentioned. I want to go back. You said Terrence said Sean's knocking everybody out in in amateur. I've heard, and I don't know how true it is, that you've had some notable wins as an amateur when you was coming through the yeah, ranks. Yeah, man. I, I fought everybody. Some people would be surprised. I'm going to say two yeah. names and tell me if I'm totally wrong. Or I, if I, I, am. I know a name that you don't know, that you don't know, but go ahead. Okay, I'm going to say Daniel Jacobs and Andrade. Yeah, I fought I fought and beat both those you guys. You fought and beat both me of those and, guys. Me and Daniel wow. Jacobs fought probably six or seven times between yeah. the ages of... 15 and 20 or 21 whenever we both left the amateur division yeah and i think i'm like just like 50 percent with him like he won half i won half he probably won more than me you know he was he was the boxer that they like to see you Mm. know but i did put some hands on him yeah and then uh me and andrade we fought in a international duel when we were 16 he beat Mm -hmm. me in that Mm -hmm. and then i came back and beat him when we were 18 to go to the uh under 19 which was in africa wow but the name that I know that you don't know, uh, you know oh, yes. I fought a, you know I fought an English fighter. No, you don't know. Kel Brook, and obviously no, no, Kel. no, Kel wasn't doing what we was doing back then. <laughs> mm. What's what do you call? It's a chunky. Dell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that go? I fought Chunky uh, back in I think 2007 when I came over here. Just before it you went to the Olympics. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked. He he slapped me around a little bit and yeah. and I put some pressure on him. How could he say? How could he say? They wasn't. They, no, he I was. Slapping. I would oh, tell you, him. he's he's a lot better than when I when I boxed him. When mm, I boxed him, he improved. and I, and I get it. Back then, we were using a lot of foot foot speed and foot mm. movement. You know, was scoring it out, scoring it out. Mm. But his scores were were more like slaps on the side of the face it really mm. wasn't in the scoring area so mm. i didn't respect him for a long time but yeah. you know i've come to to respect him for for who he, who he is now yeah i'm gonna name off some national champions and an olympic gold medalist that he beat uh adrian no 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 um ed ed is it edwin Edwin Rodriguez. Yes. La Bomba. Yes. Edwin Rodriguez. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was the U.S. champion returning as U.S. national champion, trying to repeat, and he wow. met Sean in the semifinals, and Sean beat him. Wow. He was national Golden Glove champion, trying to repeat as national Golden Glove champion, and Sean beat him again. Alexander Usyk. No. Yeah. Before he moved up to 200 pounds. Before he moved to cruiser. How? How is that possible? Yeah, how is that possible? He was six foot four, and he was left-handed. You're gonna have to start a- again. A- we need that one on tape. Yeah, <laughs> Alexander Usyk. You beat. Yeah, yeah. Give we us the details. Sean, Sean. They fought in a, in a duel, USA versus Ukraine. Um, actually, Keith Thurman was on that team, and Keith and Sean were the only guys that won that day. So the Ukraine team won eight out of the ten fights, or ten out of the twelve fights, whatever it was. They got but, serious amateur team. But Sean, Sean won that one. And, uh, and 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 uh, Thurman won his as well. And uh, when I went to the Ukraine and I had Arrow with me mm-hmm. and the Ukraine national people and all their team and the coach and everything, they were on the podium and they were talking about all the how they beat everybody and nobody mm-hmm. could beat them and everything. And then I had an interpreter with me. I said, you tell them mm-hmm. that uh, my son beat him. And so my interpreter was afraid to say it. I said, no, you tell them. And they were up there talking because <laughs> mm. I was the head coach. I said, mm. you tell them what I said. Mm. And so he repeated what I said. And all of the, the uh, you know, they had like, you know, 
political people sitting yeah. up there. They all laughed at me. Mm-hmm. And Alexander stepped up and he said, yes, he, he, he his son did beat me. Yeah, honorable you know? so, Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, you know, along with him, there's other guys that, 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 Sean, uh, that Sean beat that were, um, you know, top guys and, you know, went on to the pros to do some different things as well. So um, there was quite a few guys that he beat along the way. No, it's a long time. road, isn't it, from amateurs to get to where you a guys are. A long road, man. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward 10, to... 10, 15, 20 yeah. years almost. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. looking yeah. forward to that. Uh, what you had your first fight? Was it 96? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's a long road. We speak to these guys, you realize already, how long, you know. he was already training prior to that. He was already training, you know, since he's four years old yeah. prior to that, you know, so... At yeah. 10,000 hours, he's put in his 10,000 hours yeah. to be Ooh. the best in the Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, yeah, trust yeah, yeah you know that. You know Absolutely. that. So guys, so, guys, listen, it's been a pleasure. Um, really been us. interesting. Lots of stories. Jamona. Do you want to... Jamona. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want to shout out your Twitter? But you probably might say MJ Short Showtime. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I completely messed it up at this point. <laughs> but do you want to do your Twitter, Facebooks, Instagrams, all your social media? Man, medias? listen, let me say that uh, London is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I will be back. I don't know how long, but I'm looking forward to it. A lot of people out there, y'all hit me up on Instagram and probably Twitter trying to catch up with me and, and get pictures and all that kind of stuff. I'll be back soon. I'll make sure I make a, a bigger announcement so that you guys know where I'm at and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the, for y'all who don't know, Showtime Sean S H A W N P at everything. Showtime Sean P. That's my Instagram, my Facebook, Twitter. God bless y'all. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all real soon. Very good. Yeah, and uh, on the Facebook, which I don't do, I don't post. Okay. I started it in 2011. Somebody contacted me and said, hey, I see you haven't posted since 2011. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I feel It's Kenny that. Porter. <laughs> yeah. uh, look for the one with the picture of Sean and us together because yeah. I don't put anything up there. And then uh, on the Instagram, which I do put Sean's workouts and mm-hmm. workouts up there, uh, is Porter High Performance and the play on the word high, which is H-Y yep. hyphen I- performance. And, uh, you know, um, get in contact with us. It's great because some of these fans have contacted me already and they're mm. coming over to the fight or some of them had came over to the workout, to, yes. the, to the fight we just had and then mm-hmm. over to the autograph session. And they said, hey, do you remember me? I, I it hit you up on it. And I said, yeah, you know, mm. and so I'm looking forward to meeting some of these guys over oh, here. A few of them coaches who have been in contact with me for a couple of years now. Yeah. I'm uh, going to be meeting those guys good, over there. Good. I love London. I yeah. love England. I've loved every bit of everything we've done here. You know, and you guys, you know, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank for you. sure. Hey, I got I to gotta, I gotta shout out the hottest studio, like probably in the world, uh, Raps TV. <laughs> it raps on Yo, where, where's the air? I mean, the whole, the whole, <laughs> no, really the whole no, show. No, you guys are really hot. Uh, no, I, my, my final straw was when he picked up two little pieces of paper and waved them like they were supposed to do something. I said, I said, oh, we wasn't loud. That's, that's the sun that you brought from the U.S. That's, that's what it is. And, and my man got a rat. He got a cold rat. Okay, yeah, he, right. he already knew. <laughs> he already knew. He's but you know what? What I do, what I, what I would say is we usually ask our guests to give a message to, you know, young trainers, young coaches, young fighters as a message of inspiration. Um, is there any words that you would say to young fighters listening, young coaches listening in terms of just keeping them focused on what they're trying to achieve? It's it's not because we're short on time, but it 
to me it really is that simple just keep going yeah a, a lot of times that's what i tell young fighters that i see whether it be a, a female or or a male uh fighter that is pro and doesn't want to whatever i always tell them keep going and what i mean by that is there's going to be a lot of obstacles in your way there's there's going to be trials and tribulations you you may not get the fight that you want but you got to keep going you can't let a moment moments get you down yeah. uh make you feel like you can't do that that like like you can't do it. Yeah, I tell them like it sounds cliche. I did it. You can do it too. Yeah, but you just got to keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Keep well, going. What I'm going to say uh, will totally encompass everything. But I'm dropping everything over here. It'll to- totally encompass everything. I can say a whole lot of things to motivate you, but as far as kids are concerned, when you get ready to do something, whatever that might be, think about if it's going to make your mom proud. Yeah. Is it going to make your dad proud? Yeah. Just make them proud. Yeah. And if it's not going to make them proud, then you probably shouldn't do it. Good point. You know? So make very your mother and your father proud. I only say that to our sons. Yeah, make sure you do. <laughs> when I go home tonight. <laughs> he go, hey, he go, he, they, 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 on, on the, that's the uh, bedtime story tonight. Yeah. He's just going to keep that on replay. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Dude, make your mom proud. Listen, you think about something, is it going to make me proud? No, <laughs> don't do it. No, but thank the you very much. The engineer is in here. His glasses are fogged up. Oh, man. You're giving away the secrets, man. I'm on the beach. I'm Next time I come, y'all better have a fan. We're going to have a fan. <laughs> Ice bucket. It's going to be the ACL challenge. Y'all better have some church fans up in here or something. It's not going to be a problem. God but bless guys, y'all, man. It's Thank been a pleasure. Thank you, you very much for everybody listening. Um, usual, follow us at Raps on TV on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Websites, www.rapsontv. Uh, continue to listen. We love the support. We're happy to have our guests there. The new signing off is... The, the, the new signing off is why are you doing his job <laughs> that was so bad it came in so loud they couldn't even hear me if I if I wanted to the new sign off is I'm make sure you t- tune in <laughs> tune in <laughs> perfect thank you thank you guys thank you we are sorry but the show has ended goodbye Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.